Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Don't forget to stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com and beginagintoys.com to check out our new product line. If you have any questions or comments, make sure to send them to info at theabstractathlete.com. And do not forget to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and the Abstract Veterans Podcast. Super excited about the podcast today, and thank you to our mutual friend at the NFL PAF, Leslie Isler, for connecting us as I get to talk with wellness consultant and former Rutgers and New Orleans Saint wide receiver, Soul Cole. Make sure to follow Soul on Instagram at B underscore Cole16, and make sure to stop by his website, soulcolethebrand.com. Let's welcome Soul Cole. Well, dude, thanks for doing this. Good to chat again, man. Of course, man. Thank you for the opportunity. How you doing today? Awesome. Just trying to get out of summer, man. I'm, you're an East Coaster, so you know. I just, I, I'm from Ohio originally, man. Like in this, okay. even though I've lived on the East Coast for, God, however many years now, twenty years. Wow. I'll never get used to this humidity. I just never, never. never. Oh my god. Oh my god. And I just ran sprints a little bit ago, and I'm like, oh. You know, that's a cardio for the week for the day i do day. i do i do sprints pretty much every other day some sort of sprints or i go run stairs and then off days are more like just going to jog or riding a bike and mixing up different kind of arms and stomach things and and then doing yoga and stretching uh, and all that stuff so i still i still get my stair my stair work in i I will live and die on the stairs for sure i i would rather do that every day than run distances man i cannot stand running distances can't stand yeah yeah i'm with you but yeah man thanks for doing this like i said i've been been looking forward to uh to uh kind of talking more like from the last time we chatted and stuff Mm -hmm. and um just because i think you know what you're doing is a, I always thought it was important after I talked to Leslie about what you're doing, then like to hear that, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Like, but I think you're more focused on like kids Mm -hmm. because I think in, I think we even talked about this last time we talked that if you can integrate what you're doing, the mindfulness and the meditation in the younger kids, then they grow up with it. Yeah. And it's become it becomes part of their life as a part. It's not a reactive thing when they need it. It's proactive. Exactly. Um, and so, like, I want to definitely get into that. Like, you know, I obviously want to talk about you know your football career. You yeah. started at Rutgers, yeah. played with the Saints for four years, right? Four years. Yep. Um, yep. Used to catch passes from one of the most prolific passers of all time. So, future Hall of Famer. Cool, cool experience. Um, 
And then you got in into like, I think what you're doing now, like, I mean, obviously I think you were doing it <clears throat> beforehand. Um, you're in the process of becoming an author. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think you got a lot of really cool things going on that I, I want everybody to know about. And so um, again, like, thank you for doing this and we'll just start riffing. <laughs> All right, let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like maybe we'll talk football first uh, mm-hmm. and get in there and, uh, did you play other sports growing up as well? Yeah, I, I grew up playing football and basketball primarily, and um, I stuck with those two the most. And when it that what happened was when I got to high school, I had to make a decision going into like my senior year what what I was going to do in college. Um, I still ended up playing both sports my senior year, but I ended up choosing Rutgers um, to play football. And you're from Maryland, right? Yes. So you okay? So you're in that area, and that's before it's like a year. Because you went pro after your junior year. Was that like a year before Rutgers was in the Big Ten? Yes, exactly. that's exactly why I left, to be honest with you. Really? I, le- I left because I knew they were making that move to the Big Ten my redshirt senior year. And I knew, you know, we just didn't have – we didn't have the, the, the talent to compete um, on that level our first year in the Big Ten. Like, you know, and I'm like, mm-mm, I don't want – I don't want nothing to do with that. <laughs> I Might like, as well get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, like y'all, y'all, y'all want me to go my red shirt senior year, coming off injury with no resources, like a team we need. We need no. We gotta go against all these Big Ten teams every week. We're gonna get slaughtered. And I. <laughs> oh, see, I'm gonna whip out my hat here. There you go. <laughs> Listen, it's Did all good. You, was that I was a realist? Was that with no? That's good, great thinking. <laughs> was that with Shiano? Were you with Shiano? Shiano, I had two years with Shiano, okay. and then I had two years with uh, Coach Flood. And so I got to see, with that balance, I got to see the dualities of head coaches, right? That, yeah. you know, that that hard, tyrant kind of coach, and then you got the players coach, right? I got to see two different um, styles, and, and I was grateful for that. Yeah, and then I assume, like, from everything I've ever read, Sean Payton's Oh yeah, players coach down the road. Yeah, he's he's a players coach for sure. He he definitely he's involved in the locker room. He's um, spends time with the with the guys off the field as well. Like he has that sense of humor where he can engage, um, and then he has the respect of the players. What you know, when it's time to buckle down, it's time to buckle down and go win some games. So I'm like I'm curious. What did you study at Rutgers, by the way? Management and labor relations, and I minored in uh, human resources. Oh, cool. Okay, so I, so did did you always have like a like a mindful approach when you were playing, or did that come afterwards? I wish I had it when I was playing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it definitely came afterwards. Now I won't say like I didn't completely have any awareness of what was going on, but not nearly to the extent of how aware I am now. Let's just say that. <laughs> I just said this to my class last night, which again we'll we'll talk about that later. But I want to get you cool. to you know do a Zoom with at least one of my classes. But I yeah. just said that to my class, and I didn't mean it like in this arrogant way. But I was like, I wish I had my class when I was in school, like playing oh baseball. My God. You know, because I think you, I think we talked about this the other, whenever we talked a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I do think that <clears throat> athletes are beginning to understand like that importance of like, like what you're teaching with mindfulness and, and so. meditation. Do you, I mean, do you agree with that, that they're starting? I hope, so. I, hope I do feel like there's a shift happening, yeah. right? And I do feel like there is 
we're on that we're in that transition phase of shifting like our and letting go of that stigma of this isn't this has nothing to do with me right and i think we're starting to shift back to what bruce lee was talking about yep. you know back in the 70s <laughs> you know be true. like water right now that's all coming i think he was way ahead of his time um, and a lot, I think you could agree with that, right? Him, you know, guys like him, even guys like Muhammad Ali, right? Yep. People don't understand what he was doing was affirmations. Yep. It, you know, they probably thought he was just arrogant about it. That may be true. We can, we can argue that all day, but it's still the bottom line. He was speaking life into himself, right? And he, he had this confidence and then eventually he believed it and he tricked himself and others you know, so that's how powerful his mind was. And he was starting to really tap into that. And that's that was just another example. So I think now, you know, into this generation, we have technology, we have access to more information and social media. And we have um, we have influencers that can actually bridge that gap into this younger generation. And like I said, if you can start to plant these seeds in that younger generation now, by the time, you know, they get to young adults and getting adulthood, right, they'll have those tools to pull from and to use when life situations come up. Right. Yeah. No, I, it's funny. I, I just had a high school reunion a couple months back was it 10 years well yeah exactly i I spray the gray in to make me look smarter (laughs) got you got you (laughs) but i was talking to i i played quarterback in uh in high school and Mm -hmm. i remember that at one point in time we started doing yoga okay with this with this girl uh christine kerber and -hmm. i was actually talking to her recently and and it was so weird because football guys i mean it was Weight room. That was imagine. it. That was yeah, weight I can't room. Ima- yeah, I can't imagine. And and I just I remember doing it, and I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what is? It? And I was like, I was all for it, but I just re- I yeah. remember like thinking to myself, I don't even know what this is. It was you know, and like I think now, and you start th- you think back like Lynn Swan was doing um, ballet mm. back in the day, and mm. and guys doing things that um, I always bring up. Uh, I don't even know if you remember a guy named Rosie Greer. He, he was a uh, defensive tackle or end. I can't remember. Old school, mm-hmm. like 50s football player. But mm-hmm. he was like knitting and macrame. And then like for a guy back in the 50s and 60s to be doing that, you know, something that's like a, a different approach to like understanding yourself, like what you were just saying yeah. and, and being in touch with yourself in a different way. Like for, for guys back in that time period, man, it's just so different. Yeah. And, and like I, like you said, I'd like, I, I'm hoping that there is this shift where players, teams, coaches are like really starting to understand the benefit of mindfulness, of meditation, of yoga, of an art practice, all of the above, like, and yeah. it helps us. I think, um, just to touch on some of the, just to keep the old school flow going, I had to, I had to find out later, years later that I believe Kareem practiced yoga, you know, and I saw that was one of my first times I saw someone that's like a male that's like six feet, like skyrocket tall. (laughs) Right. And for him to be doing that back in his time and to be able to move his body in that way, that started to open my eyes. Right. So I'm like, wow, this is this has definitely been here for us to access 
now it's just how do we um how do we access this, these resources that are out here for us to feel like we can relate to them and receive them and then speaking of arts i'll tell you an insight that most people um didn't know my 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 secret hobby is tap dance i started tap dancing back in high school and because the tap teacher basically she recruited me to class she saw me tapping my foot on on the sideline um when i was playing basketball and she basically said you know this can help me with my footwork and football and basketball and you know and it was stimulating my mind it was challenging my mind to to tell my feet exactly what to do exactly how to move right as a musician right it's just the same thing with your fingers right you just have to learn how to program and make that connection between mind and body and so that's how important i start like you can just see how those connections correlate that doesn't just leave when you go to your respective sport all of that's the same and continuing to train that and even when i was younger they um you know playing peewee football they call the coaches used to say the game is 90 percent mental and 10 percent physical right they would say that with any sport but it never made sense to me because I'm like, if it's 10% physical and we spend every day of the week practicing physically, <laughs> where is this mental part coming in? And they will always just say, you have to study your playbook. You have to study your playbook. You have to study your playbook. Okay, cool. I understand that. And then they would say that like mental toughness was always related to moving physically. We were always moving we, like in the weight room, like mental toughness, how many reps you can bench or how many sprints you can run right That We were moving. We never practiced in stillness yep. and now I, they didn't have the resources but I, they didn't you know they didn't have access to that they was just going with what they was taught but now it's starting to come to me i'm like if it's really 90 percent, what are we investing into that 90 percent through you no know, to improve our craft to improve our skill like how are we sharpening this mental or are we just investing everything into the 10 percent and hope that everything is going to come together and that's, I, I think, uh, like, you hit the nail, like, so on the head, like, yeah. that I think about. And it's funny that you have that story about the tap, and you ended up taking classes in high school? Yeah, I took, I was, uh, it was a, I went to a fine arts high school, so we had oh, cool. to take, we had to take, you know, some type of art, dance, music, drawing. I started out drawing, then I uh, changed the tap my last two years. No, because I, I, I remember this, like, I was, again, like, same as you, played basketball, um, baseball and football like baseball ended up being my thing gotcha. but and i actually ended up quitting football my senior year because i just offensive line sucked and i just didn't want to get killed anymore and Understood. but i remember my high school art teacher mm. like basically recruited me into a class wow. um it was like the first computer design class in our school and that's how old i am uh, and but it was that same thing. And it's like, I remember going into this class and it was all artists, even mm. though I was an artist, but nobody yeah. considered me an artist and how weird I felt in that space at that time. And that's that thing that, you know, talking about earlier, it's like, I hope those walls are getting knocked down where an athlete can go into an art class or an artist can go work out in a facility where the athletes are. And there's no stigma to that space yeah. because it is like, it does, it knocks down those walls. It allows these conversations that I think a lot of people think are not supposed to happen, man. Like that's what my class is about. That's why I'm right. excited to have you in there and see those kind of discussions. And you want to know what else it does? It, 
going putting yourself in that situation whether you're an artist into a you know a, a, a field or a court or vice versa that's uncomfortable for you if that's not your if that's not your safe space if that's not where you're used to moving and operating that's now becomes uncomfortable but in that space of uncomfortability that's where we can allow ourselves to grow an opportunity is there on the other side of that door for growth to happen if we don't resist you know just because it's uncomfortable yep. right if everything was just comfortable all the time how would we grow how would we expand and see what we were truly capable of we're not tested no you know we're not <laughs> tested right and then when life tests us when life tests us, when challenges happen, when storms come, when all these things around us are, 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 are causing, you know, us to be anxious, us to be stressed, us to have depression and, and anything like, like that, right? Now, how do we respond? If we don't have the tools, now we react to the stimulus that now has caused, you know, but if we can find the space that center space, that calm in the storm, that eye of the storm, if we can find how to tap into that and allow everything around us to still be chaos, but us to still be calm on the inside and operate and move how we're supposed to to handle the situation or solve the problem, then I think that's where we can start to find balance and harmony and how we're supposed to flow through this thing called life. Yeah. No, dude, I... You're like speaking my language. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, and, yeah, and I, yeah. I could talk to about you about this shit all day long because yeah. it is like, I get like, I get like motivated by this mm -hmm. and I'm mm -hmm. sure like you start Dang. seeing that with, with what you're doing in, in the world now with, with your workshops <clears throat> and your speaking engagements. And I'm like, I'm curious, like, do you, do you have like contact like with Rutgers, for instance, or mm. or the Saints? Have you ever thought about like going down there, like or doing like rookie symposiums, or going or going like to you know to Rutgers or or the Big Ten, yeah. <clears throat> and doing like workshops for the student athletes in that manner? Is that something that you've considered, is, or something you've already or working? That on? is something. That is something I have considered. I've actually started. Um, I'm actually going to start with my high school first. That's cool. I'm gonna start with my high school first, and then I'm actually gonna reach back out to Rutgers probably this fall, um, since I'll be home on the East Coast in this um, this time. Shiano's back up yep. there; it's, it's an easy access for me to just tap back into and just have a conversation and let them know it's been some time since we've spoken, and I'm you know got to catch them up on what I'm doing, um, and just to make sure it makes sense. But I definitely definitely want to start implementing, you know, you know, a pilot program, if you will of introduce introducing mindfulness to student athletes um and because i understand how valuable it is to even have this as a tool as a resource that i can use on my own i don't need me or you to always facilitate it right but if i now have know how to do this on my own if i know how to now ground myself back into the present moment with just aligning my awareness to my breath and really understanding the connection of the inhale and exhale and where i feel now i'm in the present moment and like now i can make the decisions that i need to make just because i now have that awareness um just understanding things like that and learning how to bring that now back into the sport, right? This is um, gentleman I'm um, I'm studying. His name's George Mumford. He is a pioneer 
for mindfulness with uh, sports in my mind, right? He was someone that Phil Jackson sought out oh, and brought nice. and brought on his. Um, I, I thought I recognized that name. Yes. George Mumford was uh, sought out um, by Phil and brought on his staff uh, with the Bulls when they did their three-peat, when, when the Lakers um, did their run with Kobe. So Kobe and Jordan speak highly of him because they um, he helped them find that flow state, find that zone and get stay in that zone mentally, right? And that took time, that took years to develop and they accredited him for their championship run um, that each of those teams had. And I'm studying, you know, him and, and because he was a, he's an African-American male that's, you know, from Massachusetts. And he had a story where he roomed um, in college with Dr. J. And like like his sto his story, his story was was just so inviting to me and to me to realize, wow, I'm standing on his shoulders because he paid this way at an early time, too. Right. Way before his time. Right. Michael Jordan's called it Zen Buddhist stuff. And that's just been a catchphrase that they've been using um, at his book um, is is. Like I'm really studying that the mindful athlete secrets to pure performance and it's really just uncovering that. And if I can take some of the teachings, he's, you know, already been teaching, process it and and give it to this next generation in a way that they can receive it and process it and keep going, keep that cycle going. These are the things that keep me going. So, yes, I definitely want to um, take this to um, this workshop to schools, this workshop program to to the to, to colleges right um nfl whatever pro teams that i feel like you know it makes sense and if they align with it so it's there's so much that i could do with this isn't it funny like to think back about about the phil jackson teams and it, at least back when i i always remember it being like well phil jackson's like does things a little differently you know it was, it was almost kind of like shit on that he was he had like this mindful approach and the way that like the way that kobe like i you know I, obviously jordan but the way that kobe to me like he had a different way of going about like you could actually tell that he just locked in he was locked like I, if if locked in could lock something else in that was you know, the level that he was always operating at. And it's 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 amazing just that we were able to witness, you know, that, you know, before we could even understand how valuable those lessons of Kobe left behind, right? But it all ties back into his Mamba mentality. I think it's cool, like, that, that uh, and yesterday actually was Kobe's birthday, um, as a yeah. matter of fact, because um, I'm friends with uh, the head photographer of the NBA and actually he did okay. a, he did a book with Kobe and I, he posted mm. a bunch of uh, stuff with him but it, it's uh I'm glad you're going again to your high school first because again mm. you're you're setting that platform that mm -hmm. I think you're building that up cuz mm -hmm. I you know like you were talking about being a student athlete and you know just from my experience and now being a teacher and working it's just like you wake up and your day is built. Like you have no Man. time. Like you're trying to find that free time to decompress. And like, mm -hmm. you're giving them something. And again, I hope I'm giving them something like, just like, just sit down and draw for 20 minutes or for Man. you, like sit down, meditate, 
you know, if I, if I had if I had a morning routine every day in high school, that would have been a game changer. Yep. I was I did I didn't I at best at best I would get on my Bible app and then call it a day. At best, right? But that was it. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going on working out before class. Yep. I'm into the I'm into the next thing, right? And but if I took intentional time, just five minutes every morning, and I did that throughout the school year, <laughs> that game. would go. That's a that's a different ball game. The game now, like the where I like the way you brought up game. The game now starts to slow down. Yep. The game. That's what happened. That's what happened for the greats. Yep. The game starts to slow down for them, and it starts to come to them. And now they don't react. They respond because they see their opponent or they see their teammate moving before before they even thought about moving. And that's why LeBron makes the pass and doesn't look right. You know, that's why Patrick Mahomes makes that throw, that sidearm throw, because he it's, it's he different. Yep. Yeah, it's, the game is starting to slow down, and mentally the game slows down and how you perceive it, right? But it only happens when you start to train your mind. If we looked at our mind as a muscle, the same way we look at our biceps, triceps, shoulders, back, hips, I mean, uh, hams, hamstrings, quads, like we looked at that as the same, and we worked those out, we worked those muscles out, we stretched those muscles out. How do we now work out our mind, stretch our mind to continue to expand? That's where neuroplasticity is. Yep. <laughs> no, dude, that's no. why I always I always <laughs> use the phrase exercise the body, exercise the mind, because yeah. you, you have to think about it in that practice sense. You have, like yeah, like you said, train the mind. Like, exactly, man. Like, it's a practice, man. And no pun, no pun to Iverson, but it's really, it's really, <laughs> it's really that important. It's really, it's really that important. Talking and about I, practice. Yeah, we talk, like, cue up the audio. Like, that's really... It's really that important. And if we really understood how valuable, if we just took that every day just to find a little bit of time to practice that, where we would now be. Um, and I think that's the one of the reasons why I've, I've accelerated on um, this part of my growth because I took that time every day just because of the pandemic came around. And I had no excuse, but I was already in a rhythm Yep. And then the pandemic came and I had really, I had no excuse to go anywhere. So I had that to continue to look in the mirror each and every day and speak affirmations to myself each and every day and, and show up even when I didn't want to show up. It wasn't always rainbows and flowers and fields. And like, that was not always that. Like I, it was times when I would show up on my mat for yoga and tears would just start coming out before I even started doing the downward dog. Right. Or times where, you know, I'm, I'm crying in the middle of a meditation and then two seconds later I'm back smiling again because that's a part of the process, it's a part of the journey. And even though it's uncomfortable allowing myself to be this vulnerable now, yep. that's where the growth is now happening. And now I'm, you know, a lot more calm to even share my story to encourage just one person that's listening to this. Dude, and that's I like I don't not trying to embarrass you, but like yeah. you saying the vulnerable part. That is yeah. so huge because yeah. a professional, like people look up to professional athletes and yeah. they think that that's all that they are. Yeah. And like you allowing yourself to be vulnerable and giving somebody permission to be, I always permission. use that word permission yeah. to be permission. vulnerable. It's an invitation. It's, I invite and, you. Dude, that is yeah. so, like, it's inspiring. Like, I mean, yeah. it truly, truly is like an inspiring thing. And, and, 
it gives, you know, again, like these, all these things sound corny when I'm saying them, but I, I mean it. It's like, it just, it gives somebody hope because, mm-hmm. and you allowing yourself to tell those stories, like a, a grown man, like saying, like I started crying on the yoga mat. Come on. Most people would not say that come shit. On, and like on. to say that is like huge, man. Yeah, it yeah, is. yeah. Like it's But just, it took work for me to be absolutely. able to get here to say this. Two years ago, I couldn't say this to you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And we haven't even met in person. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We like, will. It's not, we will. It's, but I'm saying it's not like yeah. you, my boy, and yeah, then we yeah. got history together, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's 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 took work for me to even get to this point to even share in a way that it's just having a casual conversation, right? Yep. And I understand communication is, is uh, how to express myself. I had to, you know, I wasn't taught emotional intelligence. Jay Z just said that in the interview with Kevin Hart. Right on this show, like it's it's he wasn't taught emotional intelligence. That's something he had to go out and learn along the way, based on the experiences that life provided for him. Yep. Now, dude, it's it is like it's, and, and I know, like, I think we talked you like that when you quit playing sports, it was tough. Yeah. And I think a lot of, I mean, I I went through it in obviously in a different level. Like, I always say this: I could have been drafted to play baseball, but I mm-hmm. parents wanted me to go to school, and I shouldn't have been in school, and I quit school. And then it's over. Mm-hmm. And it's like who I defined myself as, not just people outside define me as I was an athlete and then it's gone. Like, who the hell am I? Like, right. what, what's my value? What am I doing here? Even though I was an artist, I wasn't practicing to that sense that now I know has that value and stuff. I just didn't know what, where I was, who I was, anything. Man. And like, so again, like I think, you going to your high school first is such a it's an important space for me because i think that is like that those are those years where we need something that you're doing Mm. to give those kids that permission to do these things coming from you like it's huge man like it's just huge and so i you know it's i don't know i mean it's again like i just think what you're doing is epic (laughs) For yeah, lack of a better it. way to say it, man, like it's- yeah, I appreciate it, man. I just I, I feel like this, but it's, I'm doing this because I feel this is my purpose. Right? I'm not, I'm I'm not doing this to um, to get attention. I'm not doing this for the media to take notice. Right? Like this is I feel like has value and it can help our society can help younger generations make this a better world for us to live in so i see a purpose a deeper purpose in this and it gives me joy like this brings me joy i'm grateful for me to have went through everything that i went through even when i thought that i was you know i used to just think like damn why is this happening to me you know why did i have to get neck surgery and my career come to an end at an abrupt stop why did I have to go through all this mental, emotional um, trauma at a time where I didn't have the resources? Where I was too stubborn to even uh, look myself in the mirror and, and and call it out, right? But for me to be at a space now where I can share with transparency and authenticity and express who I am as a black man. <laughs> And, and like and and as someone who's six foot six, two hundred twenty plus, like like that's that's different. And I think now just under like and getting people to just really understand understand this balance, this ebb and flow of life, and right and understanding like how important it is uh, 
just to stay connected with yourself, right? And understanding that we have everything that we need already inside, right? And how do now, how do we now access that? How do we now access that whenever we want to, not just by accident or not just coincidence, right? That's something I don't even, that's a word I don't even believe in, to be honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like things aren't just happening chance and then us being in tune with how things flow in life, like things don't happen just by chance. Everything happens for a reason. Everything will eventually make sense. Those full circle moments start to, they, the full circle moments have always been happening, but now do we, now I notice them way more. I was going to say, you're paying attention I, to them. I'm yep. just paying attention to them way more just from like the little things and understanding how, and like the, all your coaches, I'm sure say, and the teachers say the little things matter, the details matter. If we start paying attention to those details, right? If we start looking at a blade of grass and just spending our time concentrating on that blade of grass and just watching it blow with the wind, you know what I'm saying? Or watching it instill this. And we just focus on that just for a little bit. <laughs> Dude, I had this, I, it was, uh, I think two semesters ago, last, I think it was, yeah, last fall. And, or maybe it was two years, whatever. I had a student mm. played baseball at VCU. And, you know, one of the things, like you just said, one of the things I always talk to my students about is paying attention. Like, mm. you know, carry your phone. You're always carrying your phone. Like, start taking pictures of stuff. It can be a blade of grass. And this kid started doing this. Like, he started yeah. taking pictures and sent, he would text them to me. And, yeah. the, like, these just most beautiful, like, mundane photographs like of like looking between a tree or a flower or whatever and to me it's shopping and boy shopping in his skill a boy shopping in his skills absolutely and then you just start you start seeing that growth in the student because they're starting to do that but it's hard to get somebody younger to do that because life is moving fast for them and yeah. like that slowing down part, like to, it's a game changer. It is. And it's, it's a game changer. If you listen to like any of the veterans um, in, in your their sport, they always told me at least the game started to slow down yep. for me. Right. I started to see the, the cover two safety already coming yep. over off the hash. I started to start to see that linebacker getting his eyes on me because the game is slowing down. I know I can adjust my bra. I know I can prepare for this turkey hole shot right here. And, <laughs> you know, that's this that's the sweet spot. <laughs> yep. Abstract Athlete is sponsored by and in partnership with Begin Again Toys. Begin Again Toys is an eco-friendly and educational toy company focused on sustainable ways to explore and play with a goal to inspire children with stories of innovation, adventure, and good old-fashioned fun. For more information, visit beginagaintoys.com. You know, I, obviously, like George Mumford is yeah. somebody that is, you know, influential in your life. Yeah. Um, like, who are some other people? Like, it can be from the sports world. It can be also be other, you know, like maybe a teacher, maybe other coaches, different things. But thing like people that like have 
you know, like maybe helped you navigate through different spaces or, you know, I've always, I've always uh, shared this story back in um, 2018 when I first had, you know, was going through that process of recovering through surgery and dealing with my mental, uh, mental issues with, uh, you know, depression and and trying to figure out if I was going to come back to play or not. I was in a deep, dark space mentally and trying to physically rehab my body, emotionally didn't know how to communicate. But it took an uh, interview that I heard with J. Cole and Angie uh, Martinez and she, they were talking about meditation. And he casually, calmly, just like how you and I are talking now, brought up how he meditates, he practices, um, not every day. He's, you know, he was saying like, I even, you know, practice before I come on a podcast just to ground myself before I go and do a, a show. And at that time I was like, huh, I was already just down bad. I was at my lowest. I was on my way to my lowest. And I was like, well, I, I've already been looking up to this guy, you know, from a distance for the past 10 years, like how influential he is in my life there. So for him to say this at this time, it really was, uh, it really hit home, right? He he put out a he put out an album. Some of the tracks was talking about meditation, right? Um, but that moment was very pivotal for me to go down that rabbit hole, right? And that was the beginning of like what I say of that of that journey, and that led me down to start going and exploring, you know, the apps, all the different apps calm insight timer get on youtube just to start tapping into meditation but over time that's when i realized that there was no diversity or a lack of diversity in voices that's what that's what that moment led me to that and then that led me to like man well, what if what if there you know how how do i solve this problem then that's when i realized that i had a voice i bought a microphone I bought these headphones and I've set up a studio in my closet and I started writing. Then the pandemic happened. Then I had nothing but time to create and I was already speaking life into myself and I was writing these things down and I started um, recording and then I realized that, wow. And I set out a crazy idea to, <laughs> I'm gonna release a meditation album and I'm gonna call it a mixtape, yep. volume one, just because. Uh, the culture. And by the way, it's right there on your front page of your of your website. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And and then, but I was that was so crazy. It was so far left field for me, <laughs> you know, to transition abruptly from you know playing in the NFL and going through what I went through, and then next thing you know, I have no musical background. Uh, never, uh, never knew I could like write, you know, as an artist, never knew I had that, never knew my voice was a gift. And then all of a sudden, in uh, you know, a year and a half, two years tops, I transitioned into that. And that also, I was also inspired by Kobe because when he transitioned to his second act and won a, was it an Oscar or Emmy? Yep. Oscar. I was, yep. I was like, oh my goodness, right? How, like how he was able to lock in and, and, and transition and repurpose all his skills to, to this new craft and excel, right? And I was just like motivated, like, yeah, I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna just create from with myself and allow it to just go out and do what it's supposed to do and heal who it's supposed to heal, touch who it's supposed to touch when it when the time is when the time is right. And from there it's just 
so much has happened and I've been able to repurpose my brand um, and, and just start using my gifts in a way to offer healing and make mindfulness cool. I'm on a mission to make mindfulness cool because if we as a, a younger generation start to think that that's cool, now it all changes. Yep. Everything, everything changes. Well, and you're, you're, you're saying these things too, that I think, and I've said this before, I think Kobe, LeBron, a lot, a mm -hmm. lot of these athletes, mm -hmm. um, the, the sad part to me about Kobe is I think he was going to be more important off the court than he was oh, on. Gosh. I think the same with Le the, what LeBron does in now, the shadows. Yeah. What he does now. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like the, the, the school he has in Akron, the, yeah. the, all the humanitarian things he does as I'm, I'm a Ohio biased. I think he's the goat. Um, but I think he's, he's going to be more important off the court than he is on. Yeah. And like you, what, that's what you're kind of saying. It's like, yeah, I'm on I, it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I will. I already set my path. And I said this before I officially retired that I was going to be more impactful off the field than I was ever on the field. And I, I I didn't know at the time what it was going to be about, what it was going to be with, but I knew that, you know, I felt like my time had got, my season had got cut short, but it was right on time. It, it, it came to the stop exactly what it needed to. And now it has propelled me into this lane that I can now be more impactful because of the platform that I, and the shoulders that I'm standing on um, with everything that I've already been through in my past. I, this just popped in my head, but I'm mm -hmm. like sitting here thinking about all you're doing, like in terms of helping, like, what, mm -hmm. I, like, have you ever thought about like being a teacher or, or a coach even? Is that something that like, cause it would yeah. be really interesting to me to have somebody on a coaching staff with yeah. your background and what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I've thought about, I've thought about, um, coaching, not necessarily teaching. I was going to say, you know, I guess they could be both, you know, interchangeable depending on, you know, who you're talking to. Um, but I have thought about it, but I think because I know I'm still in student mode, I I, I know I'll for always, I'll forever be a student. And yep. that doesn't mean that I can't teach, you know, in any capacity, but I think I'm right now, I'm in a, uh, learn. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a so much, consuming so much and just teaching myself to even be at a place where I can be comfortable enough to stand in front of, uh, you know, classes, uh, programs and, and be able to, you know, give them the information that I have now, you know, took the time to research, took the time to like study. Um, it's a process, but I, I'm not taking any of that off the table. It's like, I'm not rushing it either, right? So I, I'm, I'm young and I have a lot more of, of years to come. So yes, at some point, we'll see where that path, uh, those doors open up in the line. No, because I do, like, I think that idea of having somebody with your skill set mm -hmm. in both skills, I mean, like the athletic skill, but the yeah, mental skill value. on that's it. That's value. Absolutely. Like that, that's value. That, that idea, it's like, you know, you and I talked about, um, Prince Daniels, yeah, who we, you know, I've had on the podcast. Just a, shout out to Prince, yeah, man. absolutely. Um, and I think I asked him a similar question because of that, that idea of, of, of bringing huge value to mm. to a, a team that has more than likely doesn't have any, any, you know, it's about 
lifting weights, eating right, blah, 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 which is obviously valuable. They but, just got it. They just started getting the nutrition part yep. on the team. And they just started getting movement, right, specialists, right? They, I think they label them movement specialists, right? They integrate yoga, they integrate, yep. you know, properly. And it's coming, it's starting to get shift from um, doing a whole bunch of squats and power cleans. And it's that starting to shift, right? That's that's that. So I've I'm noticing that. So it's only a matter of time for this mindfulness wave to start to be integrated um, at a at a at a at a at a big, pretty big scale. So I'm excited to be where I'm at right now uh, because I know the I know the time is coming. Well, I just, I, I, I just got to be continue to prepare myself for right. when that time comes. And we we were introduced from uh, a f- mutual friend, Leslie Isler. Um, yeah, who works with the NFL. Hell yeah, exactly. But that's what I was going to say is like, they yeah. have a really good track record of mindfulness. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, if Huge. that can start seeping into the Huge. NFL, like mm-hmm. that's where the, the change comes in. Again, like it's, yeah. it's almost like the reactive approach is a, opposed to the proactive approach. For sure. Um, and that's like, again, where I think you fit in, in such a huge way. And what Prince is doing like that in such a big way about like, bringing bringing that t- the teachings to teams like yeah is is just like i don't know like just a big I think, deal I, and i think it's definitely um it's definitely on the horizon it's definitely on the horizon so it's just so much of this um so much synergy around and like you said what prince is doing and there's other guys out here yep. um you know who you know who are mindful i know one of my good friends, he's younger than me in, in the in the in the in the NFL still. Amir. Um I think he's with the Carolina uh Amukamara? Nah, Amir um um Abdullah. Okay, that's he uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was with the Vikings. Yep. And and then um I think he's with Carolina right now. Okay. But he's well, we we be having some tapped in conversations and he's and he's younger than me, still playing, right? And I'm just like I was thinking, like, dang, like I know the game's slowing down for him. <laughs> I know the game's slowing down for him, right? He, you know, he's eating right. I, I, I'm admiring how you know he take care of his body and and you know the things he's he's doing in the all season, but how he's training his mind as well and stimulating his mind off the field, right? I always looked at the guys who. Um, had so much more going on off the field, right? One of my biggest role models with the Saints was Marcus Colston. Not because of what he did on the field, but for more what he did off the field and yep. in, in the community, with his family, building businesses and enterprises. Like I was just so always just so in awe how he was always able to manage, you know, all these different uh, categories in his life and still dominate on Sundays. You know, for such a long time to and sustain that, um, you know, people like that, um, people like Malcolm Jenkins and, and you yeah. know, next, next, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> Buckeyes, you know, what I'm saying how they, uh, how they, just what they stand for, what they represent, and not only the community that they, uh, that they grew up in, but wherever they play in, like they, and then there's just a bigger scale, right? So, guys like that are they, they understand their purpose, they understand their role. Guys like Brandon Copeland. Right, there's so many guys who are out here just leading the way in, in their in their right. And so once we all come together and we can all like put all our resources together and continue to help each other, the ones that are still playing, the ones that have retired, because we're all brotherhood. Yep. I think it's you were just you were touching on something I was actually gonna ask you, like who is 
some of the, the, the your favorite players that you played with, but also mm-hmm. like the other thing that you're saying, uh, you know, there's so many guys, so many women, so many people who are, you know, mm-hmm. however you want to say it, that are doing like so, so many good things in the world, but we never talk about it. It's like Malcolm <coughs> Jenkins, like, and I know a lot about this just because of the Ohio State thing. Like that right. dude does so many good things in the community, like yeah. give give backs and stuff, but you never hear about it. Like it's yeah. like, oh well, he was the head of the NFLPA, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, uh, uh, but like, but he's doing this stuff. It's it's the yeah, same yeah. like what I was saying like with LeBron. It's like I want him to talk about like that dude has given so many scholar like college scholarships. Like, why he's don't open, we, why is that not that? He's opened so many doors. He's opened I'm, so many doors God. for, um, and it's, and we both know, like, it's, it's not, it's not a, a sexy story. No. Right. It's not like that, that type of news gives hope. And that's not the type of news that, you know, news likes to share often. You know what I'm saying? So. Or it's like a special at the end of the news. Oh, by the way. Right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But we've, that's just the, uh, that's why I don't get caught up. And I know he doesn't get caught up and, and, and that because he's not doing it for that purpose. Right. His purpose is definitely being fulfilled. And, and, um, he's leaving a blueprint, Kevin Durant leaving a blueprint, right? There's so many guys who are leaving that blueprint and all different sports. Um, and even just, even now this just came to me. I just want to take this time to just, um, send out some positive energy to Brittany Griner and her family. Yep. And uh, that whole situation is, uh, I can't even imagine. Yep. And I just want to just send some good energy to you. Continue to, you know, keep your head lifted up to your family, your wife. Uh, yeah, that was just brought over and just shared. Now, I, I, I <coughs> yes, I 100% agree. Like, it, it, it almost doesn't seem real. To me. I can't believe it. I, I I wake up and I just can't believe it. Like we're still moving on and operating as if that's not happening right now. And it's like, and I'm thinking about like, I really just don't know how I can, you know, help support. But I know if I just send out energy and, you know, that's, that's the least that I could do. And at least continue just to bring awareness to and keep that conversation alive because she is important. She is, um, she's a human being, yep. right? She's not just a, a women's basketball player, right? But she she has a whole wife yep. who hasn't just been even in communication, to my knowledge, you know. And it's that's that can cause so much stress, and you know. Yeah, man. So I'm just sending some good energy. No, I when when Russia t- attacked Ukraine, my first thought, and it's like it's almost like a naive thought. I I kind of was think I I can't believe that this is still happening in the world that countries are attacking other countries. Like it. I mean, again, I know that's naive, but it yeah. it, it yeah. it's it just seems like are we not past this yet Mm-mm. as a as humanity? We're not. We're obviously. not. We're not. We're not able to get out of our own ways. Yep. Right, and it's and it's so much about power, control, and we don't understand compassion. We don't understand kindness, and um, if if we could just shift that, you know, we could start to become, you know, just better, you know, human beings. And so that's why, you know, I'm doing my part to just help this this generation to just be more mindful, to be better people right just to be a good person there's yep. so much value in that 
Yeah, talk, I mean, talk a little bit about, like, I know we kind of touched on some stuff at, <coughs> about what, I mean, maybe, like, it, it's a broader question of, and I kind of usually ask this question, like, like, what you do, your services in terms of, like, speaking and workshops, and, like, what, like, maybe what a five or ten year plan for you, or is there, a, you know, again, like you said, you're, you're a student, so, like, things probably, probably will and can shift for you as you, like, as you're growing, um, but like, what, what do you, what are you doing, I guess, with, with yeah. your, your speaking, your workshops, like, what are you hoping to accomplish? And then like more of like a broader question of, of like, what, where do you see this going in five or 10 years? Like, you know, again, like I know, yeah. some of these things we kind of already touched on, I guess, yeah. but like, you know, in, in terms of like what your hope is, um, for this. Yeah. So I think. First and foremost, what I what I do is I help bridge that gap of mind and body connection, whether it's for student athletes, whether it's for uh, Fortune 500 companies, <coughs> excuse me, or um, or anybody in between, right? If you just look into for more um, integrative, holistic ways to um, understand that mind and body connection and how that can benefit you in your day-to-day life, benefit you in your job, benefit you in different relationships, learning how to manage um, different relationships, learn how to respond and not react, um, you know, and then putting together what I call the soul system, three-step system, different um, creative experience that I take you through flow facilitation, um, which allows you to discover and align the soul of your organization. I take you through the soul excavation where you understand where you are and to create a path for growth and what that looks like. And then the final step is sustainable growth, right? And applying your mindfulness discoveries in your ideal form. And I think big picture, um, five to 10 years, where do I see this going? I see, I could see myself in the classroom. I could see myself creating, you know, um, maybe in 10 years, uh, probably a masterclass after everything that I've learned um, over this journey, um, you know, a few books coming, you know, I could see uh, documentaries, I could see um, retreats. I definitely something I want to start getting into, hosting retreats. Um, I'm scheduling one uh, for next September in Joshua Tree, California. Shout out to my sister, uh, Yogi TV. She's going to be, you know, providing the vibe. I'm going to be providing the flow. And we're going to get together for about four days out in Joshua Tree and hold space for, you know, hold space for that community. Um, and, yeah, so I see myself expanding, um, you know, um, globally and within the next five to ten years and traveling um, and continue to just learn along the way, most importantly. Well, and once we get our place built out in Montana, we definitely need to collaborate with that. I mean, 100%. Montana. Yeah, 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 100%. Like it, that's the whole idea is to have, <clears throat> have like guest people come out and do workshops yeah. and and. You said a residency. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. the way that sounds. <laughs> hey man, we're trying, right? We're all trying. Yeah. But yeah. now, dude, I you know it, it's, I, I'm so I'm so glad like Leslie put us together because you're like we just the we have like such a same vibe. Mm-hmm. and and speak like this same language and and mm-hmm. um for me it's just always 
it's always just cool to hear other people like talking this language and like really like, you know, like again, like for me, the takeaway is, is you saying that, that vulnerable Mm. or being allowing yourself to be vulnerable because Mm. at the end of the day, man, I just, I think, you know, like us as men, you as an African American man, and we talked about this on our last conversation to go into a, a, a community and to be able to give that, to kids Mm -hmm. it changes their direction and that's you can't can't put a price on it no you can't put a price on it if i could say one more thing about vulnerability yeah yeah. is that i had to on this journey the biggest uh transformation for me was unlearning that vulnerability was a liability and now learning that vulnerability is an asset and understanding how leverage when to use, you know, when to express, when it's an appropriate time to express vulnerability and when is it not? Because it's not always appropriate to express vulnerability. You have to have discernment to know that. And right. So I think understanding that, that shift in dynamic will help, um, help me. And I hope that helps someone else. Yep. What do you miss most about football? (laughs) The locker room. Okay. Yep. That's all. Yeah, I, I you know knew it. The locker room. Yep. It's not. It's not playing on yep. Sundays, yep. Monday nights, or Thursdays. Yep. You know, it is the locker room for me. It is the plane rides to whatever away game we're going to. One of my best um, experiences when we played in London and flying to London and back. And I was just like, man, this is this is cool, right? Like, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying I'm with my like I'm with a whole team full of brothers. We're going to a whole different. We're going across the pond. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> you know what I'm saying to play football. Yep. <laughs> so I was just like, man, this I miss those moments, man. I miss I miss you know those laughs and those jokes. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, I it's I I that's what I thought you were gonna say. Like it, to me, yeah. that's always been the thing that that I lost the most was that yeah the locker room the the the, the dugout or or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like that the camaraderie of the team. <clears throat> yeah. and and it it's yeah it's just interesting but yeah, well um the one question i always ask last is just the, the goofy one but what kind of mm-hmm. music do you like because i always <clears throat> either write music or use music from friends or if you have a friend that is a musician that would want to donate a song to the episode yeah um or like if you want to put one of your i'm a, uh tunes on there yeah, I could definitely. We could definitely, you know, put one up, put one of put one of my tunes on there. Probably affirmations and ad libs. That's but, cool. But in, in terms of like, what kind of music do I like? Um, I grew up on the Quiet Storm. <laughs> I grew up on the Quiet Storm, so that's why I wanted to even integrate a saxophone on on my mixtape nice. because I had that old soul. Um, <laughs> so I would say. Kenny G, man. Wow. Ken, okay. Kenny G, right? You know what I'm saying? Because I, if you haven't watched it, he has a, uh, a special on HBO. And that I didn't know his full story. I was pretty young. But now that gave me insight into what was really going on with Kenny G back in that time and how he was getting a lot of criticism from other artists in the jazz community. I didn't know that. Right. I didn't know they was hating on this man because yep. he was just that good. <laughs> I, I didn't know. Oh, they, they did too. I was actually working in a record not, store. 
at that I point in time. Not, I did not know how bad he was getting hate. Oh, he got how shit on. He was yep. right, and then I realized that they created a whole genre based on him because yep. they didn't know what to call it, <laughs> and they called it smooth yep. energy. <laughs> yep. And so when I when I heard that, I was like mind blown. I was like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, that is uh, ridiculous. They created a whole genre because they did not know it wasn't smooth jazz. Nope. And then they actually polled people, and some lady just happened to say, that sounds like smooth energy. <laughs> and I sound like, damn, that's what I want my music to sound like. I want my music to sound like smooth energy. Like, that's how I like my aura. Want, I want my aura to be smooth energy every time I show up. Every, like, that's just me, right? Yep. So that's... Kenny G, man. Shout out to the G, man. <laughs> I just love that. Yeah. That's great. Well, dude, I, thank you. Like, I, I know that uh, we're going to um, connect again, and oh, and, sure. uh, and I want to get you, like I said, to later on this semester, jump in one of my classes. And I know we want to circle yeah. back um, and talk a little bit more about the book stuff. Yeah. Um, but, dude, like, I like I said, uh, shout out Leslie, because I'm, I'm really mm -hmm. glad she put us together. I'm going to actually text her after this and tell her how badass this was. Yeah. Um, yeah this is pretty cool. And I like, but I, I, I we are going to meet one day in person. Are you, you're up North, right? You're in. Yeah. I'm in Maryland right now. Okay. I'm, I'm bi-coastal. I'll, yeah, I'll be in LA for a little bit and I'll okay. be back on the East coast. But we'll, we'll, um, I'll text you my, or I'll uh, send you my phone for number sure. on, on an email. And next time, you know, when you come back, well, I'm, I go out west as well because business okay, partner cool. lives in Colorado, and I sometimes pop into California depending on stuff. And we're probably going to be doing something um, at the Super Bowl this year in um, Phoenix. Or yeah, because we've worked with Leslie for the Smocks and Jocks. I'll probably be out there for Super Bowl. For cool. Sure. Well, well, then I'll let you know because we'll we'll probably be doing. Hopefully we're going to be working with them anyways, but, yeah. um, and, yeah, and yeah. doing, doing speak like that and speak that into existence. Yeah. Yeah. We've done, we've worked with her the last two years, which has been okay. epic. And okay. we've already, I had her introduced her to a friend of mine out in Phoenix and she was looking at a space to do the socks okay. and jocks. So hopefully it's going to pan out. If not, we'll do something out there together and, and, and all that stuff. So, you know, it'd be, it'd be cool to like hook up and, and, oh, and yeah. meet in person and, and yeah. shoot the shit. That's so, already that's already in, in alignment. Hell yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah. And I'll um I'll shoot you uh, a couple images and some videos. It'll probably be a couple weeks before I put it. I just started recording um, for season seven, and and I'll no I'll let you know when it comes out and and all that stuff. But dude, I really truly enjoyed like talking. Like I said, I could talk to you all damn day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. excited to have your energy and 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 just your information in my class because i i do yeah. think when i've had you know other other uh former athletes and veterans talk mm -hmm. to my class it just it it you know i can sit there and say yeah i'm a former athlete and you're like well i'm your right. teacher like right, but right, having right. somebody like you in it it just it changes the way that they hear and think and so yeah no problem so, we definitely man. gonna set that up cool cool all right brother all right man take it thanks easy. all right nice. later I have to say, I think that was one of my favorite episodes to date. I just love Soul's energy, the way he thinks, what he's doing. Uh, he really is tapped in, uh, doing so many amazing things in the world. And I really think there's a lot more to come. Looking forward to collaborating in the future. Uh, 
such a deep, deep dude with so much to offer. Absolutely just uh, just an inspiration. Really, really just excited about everything he's doing. Again, make sure to follow Soul on Instagram at B underscore Cole16 and stop by his website, soulcolethebrand.com. Check out our website, theabstractathlete.com and beginagaintoys.com for new product information and news. And remember to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and the Abstract Veterans Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there. Mm -hmm.